Tech Talk. Tech Talk with Jess Kelly. This is News Talk. Welcome to Tech Talk. This is Jess Kelly with you here on News Talk. Coming up over the next hour, I'll meet the Irish person managing music on TikTok to talk about the opportunities for artists and a bit of Eurovision. Plus, we'll step inside the European Commission to hear how citizens are getting involved in shaping future legislation. As always, you can email the show techtalk at newstalk.com or you'll find me on Instagram at jesskellynt. Now, as I'm sure you're aware, uh, TikTok has been in the news quite a bit recently with questions being asked about the safety and security of the platform in relation to user data. Just last week, the National Cybersecurity Centre advised those working in government departments and state bodies to remove the app from official devices. This follows advice issued in the US, in the EU and in other regions The key question here is, what, if any, data does TikTok's parent company ByteDance share with the Chinese government? Now, when asked about this and the recent decision by the National Cybersecurity Centre, a TikTok spokesperson told me, we are disappointed by this decision and we were not consulted prior to the announcement being made. Similar decisions in other countries have been based on fundamental misconceptions and we are always happy to engage with governments and institutions to explain how we protect our TikTok community and their data. Our comprehensive plan includes storing European TikTok data in our local data centres, including two in Ireland, further tightening data access controls and working with a third party security company to provide independent oversight of our approach. Now, while that is not the end of the story by any means, uh, the wheels are continuing to turn at TikTok and millions of people around the world are using the platform. A key part of the content and the interactions on the app involves music and sound. If you live with somebody who is constantly on the app, you will know this only too well. Here's just one example. Yeah, Megan Trainer and her team know how to do TikTok rather well. But there's a whole business side to hosting and supporting artists on the app. And an Irish person is in charge of it all. Her name is Darina Connolly and she is the head of label and artist partnerships in the UK and Ireland. I caught up with her earlier in the week and started by asking her how she got started in the world of music. So I'm originally from Kenturk in County Cork. So I grew up in, in Kenturk and I always had like a real keen interest in in music like back in the back in my day when I was still living in Kenturk and, and at school my musical education was either from my family or from Sky TV at the time from like the box etc that started playing like music videos and I was just glued to it all the time and I started to kind of form an idea in my head especially when I was in secondary school that I was like I kind of like to work in 
the music industry, but had absolutely no idea or no concept actually that there was really an industry or a business behind music or even what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And I was actually in transition year in secondary school and managed to get some work experience at RTE in Cork, which was big news at the time. And went off for my week's work experience at RTE in Cork and I remember arriving for this work experience and having very high expectations, but, you know, no disrespect to RTE, but I don't think they really knew what to do with work experience students at the at the time. So I was there kind of just like sat there, like waiting for something to do. And a guy walked past and he just kind of looked at me and he was like, you know, what 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 are you doing? Who who are you? And I was like, oh, I'm here on transition year work experience. And he kind of laughed and he was like, Has anyone given you anything to do yet? And I was like, No, not really. And he was like, Come with me. And it turned out that this guy was a guy called Rory Cobb, who was a producer on a show at the time on RT called No Disco, uh, which ran uh during the the 90s, which was very much the flagship show, late night show on RTE that was showing like alternative, like like left field music videos and talking about music that you just wouldn't really hear on the radio at the time. And uh, I met Unine Fitzsimons, who was the host at the time. And both of them were just like, really took me under their wing. And, And for the whole week, I spent so much time with both of them, which was such an incredible privilege. And I really learned this, I was like 15 and 16 at the time. And they, they really started to, kind of educate me on the business behind music and and how do these music videos even come to be in the hands of the no disco producers and and etc so from there anyhow went to went to uni in in cork and did a, a multimedia degree there and started to kind of try and weave in aspects of music into what i was doing in my degree with, with varying degrees of success with my lecturers who were like do you just want to do this project on music because this is what you want to be really doing and i was like yeah i kind of do and sometimes they let me do it sometimes they they didn't but post uni anyhow i was um i did my j1 summer and then was told in no uncertain terms when i got back after finishing uh uni right it's it's time to kind of knuckle down and, and make a plan so I was working in an internet cafe in Cork at the time and had plenty of time to be uh, browsing job opportunities and, and came across a role for an internship at, at MTV in, in London and sent off my application and I did actually manage to weave in all the bits I'd done in, in uni and the various things that I had been doing whilst I was at college and got lucky enough to get the interview, flew over to London in the morning, took the right, early morning Ryanair flight from Cork Airport did the interview, flew back that night and uh, was lucky enough to get the role. So was there at MTV uh, for almost a year, worked on the MTV Music Awards, which was incredible. Um, That was 2006. And from there, uh, my manager at MTV actually moved to Columbia Records, which is part of Sony. She took a new job there. I was looking for a role because my internship finished and she brought me along um, with her. So I worked in Columbia Records for five years and from there I went on to Apple uh, and I worked there for almost 10 years so that was when Apple was still iTunes in 2011 and then we launched Apple Music 2015 and then in December 2020 I moved over to TikTok. 
I love to hear stories like this because I adored transition year in school and that's you know the time where I sort of found who I was what I wasn't and what I was interested in Uh, so it's great to hear that you know positive work experience uh, can lead to a career in a certain industry Um, I used to work on the Tom Dunn show here on Newstalk and one of my favourite things was looking at Tom receiving parcels full of CDs, tapes and vinyl and then he'd sit at his desk and just listen to the tunes and pick what got played. Can you just explain that process from the record label's point of view about, you know, getting the right music to the right person and ensuring that recognition is secured for the artists? Yeah, I mean, it's all changed now, but definitely back in the day. So I was at Columbia Records from 2007 to, to 2011. And, and one of my first jobs there was actually as a, a an A&R assistant to a guy called Mike Pickering, who was one of the Hacienda DJs from back in the day. And he was working as an A&R at Columbia. And that was actually one of my first jobs was to start sifting through the CDs and the occasional tape that we would get, but it was usually the the CDs that we would get and and start listening to them and give them a bit of a first pass and anything that I thought was kind of some way decent. He was, he, I think he probably listened to everything, but he did empower me and say, if you think anything's good, I'll absolutely listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was one of my first jobs. And and I know back then, and, and it's actually still the case, um, I think quite across the board, is that labels, major labels especially, and independent labels to, to a different degree, will work with radio promotions companies. So they'll work with what's called a radio plugger. Mm-hmm. And a radio plugger will own those relationships with uh with those with that power within radio stations, so producers, etc. And and they will select tracks that they think that producer will be interested in hearing and will be interested in passing on to the presenter, etc. And they they own that relationship and will will curate what that producer hears and they will have a very keen ear to know well that producer is right for that track but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to play this back for for this other person so I know that that's still the same the the radio promotion setup is is very similar I think still within labels um I know that the majors were will be more likely to have a radio plugger in-house and maybe independent labels might work with an agency but but yeah that's still roughly roughly similar even mm-hmm. without social media aspects yeah, and obviously things changed when technology came along. I know that Tom Dunn now gets uh, emails with links rather than physical CDs anymore uh, for the most part. Uh, but that brings us on to TikTok because TikTok does act as a, a gateway for so many artists, whether that is a busker on the street, somebody singing in their bedroom or a well-established artist like Megan Trainer utilising the different tools on the platform to make their sound go viral. So explain the process about how the TikTok team manages the artist, the label, the individual, and what happens from a business point of view to ensure that everybody is looked after. That's a great question. So my role here is I manage the label and artist partnerships team. Uh, So we have a whole team set up here, which cover the UK and Ireland, who have relationships with artists with managers with labels with publishers with the industry as a whole at all different levels and tiktok absolutely is 100% a platform for artists at any stage in their career so you could be that busker or be that bedroom producer 
and find an audience on TikTok, or you could be one of the A-list superstars, uh, the Ed Sheerans of the world, et cetera, that, uh, that absolutely excel at TikTok as well. So we have different partnership solutions for different artists, depending where they are in their career. Um, for Ireland, actually, specifically, we have a fantastic partnership with AIM Ireland. So that's the Associate, Association of Independent Music Ireland. So we work very closely with them to ensure that artists in Ireland and management companies and labels, etc., outside of our own network, because it can be very, it's kind of impossible to be able to reach everybody, to have that personal connection with everybody. And we do have a lot of connections, but for Ireland, we're really working to build up that network. And we're doing that through our partnership with AIM Ireland. And it's super important to us for artists at any level in their career to know that if they need something from TikTok, that they can find a route through to us, that they can speak to one of us. And and we have we spend a lot of time doing scaled education, uh, something with, that we do with AIM Ireland. Um, we did over in, in Dublin in February. And we do, well, pretty much very, very regularly. And what we do is present best practice sessions. We meet with artists one-to-one. We meet with labels very regularly as well. We do Zooms, we do phone calls, we travel. We do whatever we need to do to ensure that the industry at large and artists at any stage in their career know how to get the most out of TikTok and, and know that whether you're a busker, bedroom producer, et cetera, that you have a contact within the team that or a resource available to you that you can build your audience on TikTok and not only start building your audience on TikTok, start building uh, your fan base. And once you've reached a certain level of fan base, for us to be able to educate and empower artists to be able to take that fan base even wider and keep up with that best practice and, and leaning into the various trends that are happening on the platform, leaning into the various partnerships that we have and really utilizing the incredible tool that we have all we all have at our disposal which is tiktok which helps artists reach new levels of success consistently so we need to be getting that message out and need to be talking to as many people as we can all the time sticking with the business side of tiktok though can artists make money from having their music on the platform or how exactly does that work so we have, we're fully licensed as a platform. So we have licensing deals with all of the appropriate parties. We have built a world-class team as well within our licensing um, and negotiation within those management positions to ensure that we have the proper deals in place with the various rights holders, et cetera, and to ensure that that is something that can take place, yes. How important is it that TikTok partners with organizations groups and individuals that are reflective of the tiktok users but also the wider community and ensuring that you know you've got a broad diverse spectrum of partnerships in place it's incredibly important to us that we have top tier relationships with all industry bodies that work within music so for instance the music managers forum uh, aim uk and aim ireland as well having that network with both the major labels and independent labels in Ireland and in the UK, artists individually, et cetera. So for us, building those partnerships, not only with industry bodies, but also with the major labels, the independent labels, management companies, artists themselves. It's all about ensuring that 
the whole music industry is educated and all artists have that route into us and route to the to access that resource and information for them to understand how how they can best utilize the platform. Uh, when it comes to Irish artists specifically, we've seen many examples of Irish artists absolutely nail the platform in terms of really finding success. There's a guy called Robert Robert Grace who has millions of followers on the platform. He's great at just really properly interacting with the audience. He's, he's a producer and a songwriter, and he really takes the audience back kind of behind the scenes into how he produces music, et cetera. He's a very consistent poster as well. I actually just found a brand new artist that, I well, brand new to me. I think she's been around a few years, but, but found through TikTok, which is an Irish um, producer and songwriter called Yune Pinku. She's a an electronic producer who's brand new to me, but she just popped up on my For You feed one day and I was like, oh my God, does anyone know this artist? She's incredible. But if you like electronic music, she's fantastic. Uh, a guy called Keen DeCroft, who's actually from Cork as well, has, again, absolutely utilised the platform to the best possible advantage. He's got millions of followers. He's been doing a lot of uh it's a very repeatable format but he's doing this content series uh with a choir so around his his track that he released uh a few months ago he'll pop up on like i think he did like a bus in dublin and he just starts singing and everybody's obviously you know mixed reactions to the guy singing alone on a dublin bus but then the the choir pop up and start singing with him and then it becomes a whole like viral kind of content moment so there's plenty of Irish artists that we have good partnerships with um, that are really utilising the platform and, and doing very well out of it. Yeah, and that is great for emerging artists. One of my favourite sounds that went viral on the platform, though, uh, was Kate Bush uh, running up that hill. And it was very, very funny to see younger people go, have you ever heard of Kate Bush? Like, she's pretty good. And it just shows the power of the platform and that this is the way that younger people are discovering music. As someone like yourself who's worked in the industry for such a long time, there must be a sense of satisfaction when you see these moments almost come full circle. It really is. It's both fun and it's completely fascinating to see it happen. And the the Kate Bush example, I absolutely love. So we know that that was, you know, there might have been a TV show or an Netflix show that maybe got it, you know, got its, uh, the track got its start on, but when it came to running up that hill, so yes, it was used on Stranger Things as a sink. But what we found was that as soon as people were watching the show, they were coming straight over to TikTok to start creating with it and to find that community and really start talking about it and expressing themselves through this creativity using this track and and having that track reach new audiences, which went back, which went to the to number one in the the charts for the first time ever. It didn't even do that when it was released and. The other example being Fleetwood Mac, which is a few years old now, but still a fantastic example of um, the track Dreams. So that was that went back into the top 40 for the first time since 1977 because it went viral on TikTok in a completely random way that no marketing department in the world could have said, this is how we're going to make this track go viral. It was a guy skateboarding in the morning, drinking some cranberry juice because his truck had broken down. He needed to get to work. So you can't predict the trends that come like that. And it's the unpredictab- unpredictability and the real magic of the platform, I think, is is consistently fascinating. And I was sat in the car a couple of weeks ago with um, 
with my fiance's nephews who are 16 today actually randomly and 13 and they all they wanted to listen to was 80s music and I was like where are you finding this and they were like TikTok this is what where we're consuming new music and for the longest time especially from a, a record label background it was always a little bit of a mystery to be frank as to how a label or how a management company or how an artist themselves breaks. So if you define breaking, finding success, finding chart success, finding um, success in terms of selling tickets to your shows, etc. So how do you break an artist? And for the longest time, there was no real formula. There still isn't a formula. But it was if a particular artist started to break a new artist, it was like, well, it could be down to the radio play or was it down to that cover of the enemy that we did or was it down to the later with Jules Holland that we appeared on there was a you know it, there was a few th- different things going on but there was never really that one thing that you could say well it did this so therefore they have now broken but for me and I think for the wider industry as well the my opinion certainly is that that now TikTok is that solution mm-hmm. or certainly can be that solution for artists to break through those the more artists put into the platform, the more that they can get out. And there's been many, many examples of artists that have found success on the platform, um, firstly, but have gone on and and are now very much having careers. Like Sam Ryder is a very timely example, uh, now coming up to the Eurovision. He started on TikTok just, I think it was just around lockdown in, in 2020, and he started posting, he was a, originally a wedding singer, and he started posting some covers of tracks from his garage during lockdown because he didn't have any gigs to do because it was lockdown. And he came up with this repeatable format of every couple of days he would sing a cover and people just absolutely loved it. And it just went from strength to strength. He sang an Alicia Keys song and she actually duetted him so Alicia Keys duet Sam Ryder and it just became this huge viral thing and he was able to express his personality he was able to express his talent from TikTok he signed a record deal uh with Warner Records with Parlophone Records and then last year he went on to represent the UK in Eurovision and that came from TikTok he found that success on on our platform and then went on to come second to Ukraine uh, which was a fantastic result but for all the reasons which we know of course the uh the Eurovision will be held in in Liverpool uh in the middle of May but but that success obviously Sam is a fantastic fantastically talented guy uh an amazingly talented performer but TikTok was able to give him that platform to be able to find that audience at a time when he didn't have an audience because of COVID. And when we think about the the success that Sam has found through our platform, it's it's really something like it's really fantastic to know that we can have a part in in really influencing careers and, and helping artists build their careers. So TikTok is where stars get started. And that's that's kind of something that we 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 want to talk about because it's just there's just so many fantastic stories. Yeah, and Sam is a, an excellent example as you say of somebody who started on the platform and then has gone on to great things. Uh, sticking with Eurovision, I know that TikTok is going big on uh, the competition this year. Tell me what you have up your sleeve. 
I love talking about Eurovision. I find it a privilege every time I come to work and I get to work on Eurovision uh, this year. I'm a massive Eurovision fan. I think anyone that grew up in Ireland in the 80s and 90s, it's kind of ingrained in your DNA to be a, a Eurovision fan. But we've got loads going on. So when everything is is heating up over the next few weeks in in Liverpool, in uh, in the run, run up to the contest, we've we partnered with Visit Liverpool. And we have a new functionality on the app, which is uh, points of interest. So TikTok places. So when you use the app, you can discover places within Liverpool. So within a particular catchment area. So if you're there and you're experiencing the festival, etc., you can you can use uh, TikTok places in your creations and start like tagging the various places that would be very noteworthy, very exciting for you to, to visit in Liverpool. We're also partnering with the city of Liverpool around various busking spots, and that will be in the week coming up to the contest. So we do have a hand in booking some of the artists that will be uh, performing on the busking slots, but also they'll be open to new and up and coming endemic artists within Liverpool who want to busk to an audience. So there'll be TikTok branded uh, busking spots throughout the city. Uh, we also have the TikTok fan zone, and that will be on the Friday, the 12th from 6.30 p.m. onwards. Um, part of that, we have a hosted stage, and part of that will be hosting some Eurovision legend performances uh, from some Eurovision legends who I can't announce just yet, but keep an eye out for that. We'll be able to announce some very exciting uh, performances uh, in the very near future, but I'm very excited. Part of my role was to help curate the Eurovision Legends slot, um, which was very exciting for me to do, but we've got plenty going on. It will be a very exciting time in Liverpool, for sure. Brilliant stuff. Well, News Talk's Henry McKean will be there. He'll be floating around Liverpool, so if you are going to be in Liverpool and if you see him running around the streets, uh, do stop him and say hello. Uh, and I'm sure he'll check out some of those TikTok spots as well. Uh, Jarena, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Uh, it was great to meet you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that's Doreena Connolly, Head of Label and Artist Partnerships in UK and Ireland at TikTok. And as I mentioned, the questions around the platform as a whole will continue to be asked and hopefully we will have a policy spokesperson from TikTok on Tech Talk before too long. Uh, if you want to get in touch, you can email me at any stage techtalk at newstalk.com. We'll be right back.